So this is episode 80 of the Around Podcast, talking television film. Yeah, 80. Um, other than the Batman, did you see anything else this week? No, and we did not have a show last week. week and the only thing I, the only thing I really saw last week was, um, well, I think I saw Red Notice, <laughs> which, oh, right. but we, but we don't need to, we, we, we don't, we don't need to talk about it. I, I saw a couple movies, but nothing worthwhile seeing. Uh, I need to see the last episode of the um, uh, After Party. Which supposedly I think is came out this past Friday. I haven't seen it yet. But yeah, saw they saw renewed it. I saw they renewed it for season two. They renewed the after party. Yeah. Um. So he's still dead. They don't figure it out. I'm guessing it's a different case time. or something. I, I guess the real question is: Is Lord Miller coming back? But um, is it going to be like Agatha Christie? And I've oh, season and is like a, a novel Cooling. or something like that. I have no idea. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish's 21st century version of Hercule, Hercule Poirot. Yeah. Um, so saw Maisel the last few weeks. We also saw the first two episodes of the Kanye documentary, Genius. Uh, we haven't seen the last mm-hmm. one yet. Uh, we saw, been watching, been keeping up on Severance, and we saw the Batman this past weekend. But Maisel's good. It's gotten better. I can see where it's going. Got better? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um, she's it's it's interesting because she's she's just very proud and she's just very stubborn and she's had this setback, but she doesn't want to treat it like a setback. Um, but it's I mean it's good. Uh, but severance um i mean i think severance is more interesting so far um just to see what happens uh that show because it's getting closer to where it looks like his two worlds are going to blend together or starting or like because there's the new hire who's hired is basically trying to get out and all this stuff but then they've kind of revealed this psychological manipulation that they do whenever they get in, not get in trouble, but whenever they like, yeah, like when they get in trouble, but whenever they basically are disciplined, it is like this weird psychological thing where they put them in this dark room and they have to say like, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed against the world or whatever. Um, yeah, they just like, they have to give like, yeah, what yeah, the it's, fuck? yeah, it, but, but that's the okay. thing, there's always, there's this weird almost utopia type of thing like step for wives with the the um not well some of the staff of the four people that are there but also like their boss everyone else on the floor it's kind of like okay this seems to be going too well and now you're starting to see like the dark side of it so that's good kind of documentary it's a lot better than i thought it was going to be um but like i think none of the whole like none of his, um, nothing surprised me about like his quote unquote genius. Like I know he's uber talented and I know he, he makes really good songs, but it's interesting to see his relationship with his mom. And his mom, like, didn't, I don't know if you describe him as a narcissist, but I mean, he has, I mean, the only person who's got a, there's no one out there with a higher opinion of Kanye than Kanye. 
Yeah. I mean, he knows he's, he knows he's the most talented guy in the world. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a narcissistic thing or, I mean, it's like, you know, there's irrational self-confidence and then it's like, okay, but he's supposedly been wired like that since he was young. Like he's like known from the very beginning, like, no, I'm a fucking genius. It's interesting to watch him. Like when he's, I I only know it by reputation. I have not seen the show. So well, when you see him when he's 23, 24, 25, and he literally goes into like um, Rockefeller records and he literally just starts like performing for people. Like he has uh, all falls down on a boom box and he starts performing in front of like, he just does it. Like, it's so weird to see. He's just trying to persuade people, like, give me, like, basically give me a record deal. I don't want to just make dope beats, you know? Because he was just a producer or a writer on things. He, never, he was never, like, a performer. Um, but then it's interesting to see, because the first episodes are basically his buildup to College Dropout, his first album. Um, that's all it really is. But the thing with his mom, you could tell with the way his mom talks to him that she's just very kind of like, she always says his name. She's like, that's great, Kanye. Like, I'm so proud. Like, he not coddling, but there's a very nurturing because he's like, he is kind of like uber sensitive, like uber sensitive, but he's not like, he doesn't lash out about it, but he'll like just ruminate on stuff. Almost does he almost need that around him constantly in order for him to be properly aligned to manifest his talent and to let his talent manifest. And if like, if he does not have things all aligned appropriately, whether it's a support structure or whatever, he's done. Like, that's it. Uh, I mean, I I, I got an earful from your, from your, I'll call it your sister-in-law who is saying like, she was talking about how the relationship between him and Kim Kardashian sort of fell apart because he was so like, like everything has to be just so and perfect. And because that whole scene wasn't like that, he's like, yeah, I'm done, bye, out of here or, or whatever. And so I take that with basically what you're saying is, okay, is it because he was coddled or just so sort of reminded how wonderful he always was? And that has now been permanently imprinted on his mind. Not that he's not uber talented, clearly is. But well, there's a scene. There's the, the, there's the professional aspect of it, but then there's the personal. Well, there's a scene at the end of the aspect. first episode where like his mom he's talking to his mom on like the steps of her house or no on the steps of the house they grew up in. he, he like grew up in because his mom is like in an apartment but he kind of makes this comment about because they're talking about him growing up but he makes this comment toward the end like yeah i basically raised myself and she's like kanye like that's how she kind of says it and it's just kind of like yeah he's never really i don't know if he was ever really like <laughs> jacked up you know by his mom or whatever it was always just like, Kanye, what are you doing? Like, kind of like that. Right, right. He could get away with whatever yeah. growing up, let's say. But then what he I was mean, so talented. Yeah. He flips from the uber-nurturing parent to the, I'm surrounded by yes-men or people that want to make money off me. So 
that enables that sort of, I don't know if it's an egotistical thing or whatever, but. Well, and the other, the other thing is when he, um, like he, that's the thing that Jimmy Fox tells the story because they do the slow jam song, the song they did with. Technically, it's a song by Twista, but it's Twista, Jimmy Fox, and Kanye. But that's the one. Like she wants some Luther Vandross. Like it's it hit number one. It was like Twista's first number one that Kanye basically wrote. And there was a thing where Jimmy Fox was singing his part, and Jimmy Fox tells his story in like an interview, but there was a thing where uh, Kanye was like, oh yeah, these should be the lyrics. And Kanye basically just starts like going. So Jimmy Fox kind of like ad-libs a little bit. He kind of like adds his flavor to it. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa what you doing? And, like Kanye's like, what you doing? He's like, man, I'm just adding a little soul to it. Like, don't worry about it. He's like, nah, nah don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> like, he's just very exacting in his approach. Uh, but it's one of those things like you can't argue with the uh, results, I guess, at a certain point. But but the end of the second episode was basically like this preview of George Bush doesn't care about That's black very people. Like George Bush doesn't care about black people. Taylor, uh, I'm gonna let you wow. finish. That I'm gonna do that. And it's it's like what that's year the was preview. that? 2005, right? That was right after the yeah. it was uh, hurricane. Yeah, wow. pretty much. Yeah, uh, it was basically like that. And then and then it was like, dude, the you know Taylor, I'm gonna let you finish. I told I told you who I was exactly who I was, a god or whatever. It's like this preview of what the third episode's gonna be, which we haven't seen yet. But then that made me pull up the Lady Gaga Kodak. Um, clip where he's like if you're a celebrity and you can communicate the product you can sell the product like gaga with kodak i love some of the gaga songs what the fuck does she know about cameras um <laughs> but it's i i i've been very surprised like i really like it but it's interesting to see like pharrell hearing through the wire for the first time and pharrell's like man i had no idea i had no idea all this stuff so it's just interesting to see like all these people kind of hearing his music that he's rapping on for the first time and they're just kind of like mm. like this guy's for real so okay. but his whole thing is okay. like i know i'm for real i just need that opportunity like that's his whole like at no point there was no self-doubt with kanye about oh no yeah no like, no none no. um so uh yeah no that's good it's but, funny that, 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 it's funny the comment you made about um kanye being very exacting about the lyrics that is uh cohen brothers with their scripts that they write mm -hmm. um i remember a story that billy bob thornton made about um um the man who wasn't there i don't know if you saw that movie i remember but, seeing um, the ending where he looks up and it just fades to white so he's, um, he's in the chair yeah he um he was talking about improvising something like that and i i joel or Ethan, i don't even know which one it was, was like no 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 but um he did get by with one line where um scarlett but, johansson's character yeah. was like going to blow him in the car and he adds the line heavens to betsy whatever her name was the name of the character and that wasn't in the line but the cones were like okay that's fine keep <laughs> <laughs> well don't they let they didn't let like steven root kind of go when he was doing his you know brother where art thou like the I, 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 it, they, they he might i'm talking about the script oh okay. the script itself well um yeah they're not surprising that they are very specific because if you look at like burn after reading 
that is that is so especially the end which we talk about and joke about all the time that is so each word and the way it's said and then the performance i mean that is all like this perfect mix of stuff so you know but so so i understand why they're sensitive about it well that was i remember watching the richard linklater documentary that came out like right before or was right after boyhood came out and there was a guy who was like a childhood friend of linklater who played like had a, a two-line part not a two-line part but he had a couple scenes in one of his early movies uh it was like his third or fourth movie and they used to like film movies back when they were kids and he would he was like oh yeah you know i'll add something to it whatever whatever and he's like we shot the first take and i remember richard coming up to me and he was like hey um you read the script right and he was like yeah yeah you know he's like yeah you might want to you know that's pretty set in stone my mistake today he's like oh no but we're you know we're doing this we're doing whatever yeah no i know but can you turn that on i was gonna say did y'all like no we're are they bombing are the russians no. bombing your town rockville now no, but um but yeah i remember seeing that but uh you want to want to get into batman sure so spoilers just gonna be the two for those that haven't seen the Batman. yes yes we want to uh, tell our millions of listeners that they're yes be exactly right um i really dug it i there's a part of me that could not believe like warner brothers let Matt Reeves make a Batman movie like this. Um, and this is probably the most Go on. This is probably the most Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City movie that there is. Uh, I think. Um I think the it was a little relentless in its dourness. Uh like there was no there was very little levity. Uh but I thought it was really good. Like I thought, I I think it's better than Dark Knight Rises. Um, I think I I think I liked it. I liked most of it, and then the end. I'm just it just sort of. Uh, um, I, I was worried at the beginning because at the beginning you get voiceover Robert Pattinson, and and it's just emo Batman, and I'm like. You gotta be if if we're gonna have this shit throughout this movie, give me a fucking break. Thankfully, it's that just was the, the extent of, the of like any yeah. voiceover. Thank fucking God. Um I'm he is so sort of down throughout it. I like the fact that it it didn't hang too much on his origin, at least at the beginning. It didn't t- have to retell the story, though. It sort of told it through the it sort of told it through the the broader plot of the movie itself. Right. Um, I mean, there there are just I. It looks amazing. Like the 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 movie I, looks. I, great. I think the look of the movie is fantastic. I think the music is really good. I think Giacchino. the performances. Yeah, um, I think that like I would never have recognized Colin Farrell to save my life. Um, I thought I thought he was really good. Um, I, I mean, Robert Pattinson didn't really, didn't really have the ability to show much range. He was pretty much, he's pretty much just flat. I'm, I'm, I'm super emo depressed kid. And it's clearly only been Batman for a couple of years. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's years. only just starting to do this. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, this is the detective, you know, Zodiac seven, 
Batman movie. Uh, it was, I mean, well, so so the the Joker. And so at the end, there's a cameo, sort of, oh, yeah. not by, but I don't know who the actor was, but it's very it's clearly very, uh, the Joker. Uh, who's that? He's the. Did you see Eternals? Did, do you remember Dunkirk? Yeah. Oh, he's. Oh, it's that actor. Yeah, the guy who plays Druig. Yes. In the act. Okay. The okay. kid who splits so, his head open in Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's yeah, fine. Well, I mean, it's not like you got a clear view of him. I mean, yeah, I know. And I don't even think what did they call? I was, I was waiting on the end credits to see. So who played Joker? No, it's like and unnamed they didn't Arkham Joker. prisoner. Yeah, it's like unnamed. Arkham okay, prisoner. right, 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 yeah. right. But it's clearly Joker. Yeah. And Joker's in Arkham, and the beginning of the movie are like Joker type gangs. Right. So I'm wondering, is this like a spinoff of like a, well, but I was thinking about it. It's like, okay, so Joker's already locked up. Did Batman already tangle with Joker to some extent earlier? Well, there was a, there was a, and supposedly there's a deleted scene. Do they have that, these remnants of Joker type gangs? Well, that's the thing. There's like, a deleted scene. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's concept. Well, there's a deleted Not scene. Not that it's the same thing. But. There's a deleted scene where uh, um, that Matt Reeves talked about where the Batman actually goes and goes to Arkham and tells, talks with the Joker and they filmed it and everything and they just didn't include it. It's like, it would have been in the middle of the movie and they like talk or whatever. So and, and he basically talked and then Joker talks about how enamored he is with Batman. So, so, so this felt a lot like seven. Um, I, I don't I know. Did you ever seen, see seven? Haven't seen, I've seen Zodiac. Haven't seen seven. Okay, no, it, it's very similar to Seven because so Seven is high level. Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman are two uh, two policemen, and their murders taking place, and the murders are all sort of seven deadly fairly sins. graphic around the seven deadly sins. And, and then it's Brad Pitt's uh, wife's Ke head is in the box. I, I'm, I'm aware. Well, well, yes, but Kevin Spacey hmm. um, kind of gives himself up hmm. in the movie and talks very similarly the way that i mean all, it's different plot points but it's this sort of low yeah it's like it keeps it low key. he's very sort of flat with telling here's what happened it's this aren't i amazing it was incredible was able to do this my most amazing thing yet which was the head in the box and then which is very similar to the paul dano thing which was and he essentially didn't kill everyone but <laughs> similar sort of setups that cops were following through on so i was like wow this feels really seven to the extent that it's like paul dano kevin spacey they sort of both sort of just kind of look alike they're just these sort of very sort of nothing sort of figures i guess kevin spacey i can't say that but paul dano but pa paul dano is never going to win like most charismatic actor in the of uh 20 seen him in prisoners so right <laughs> He's creepy. <laughs> no, I've never seen prisoners, but prisoners yeah, is, I mean, he's prisoners he's rough. He's got a look. He's yeah. got a look about him, you know. Um, so he played Brian. Wilson. So because of that look, which is probably right on. I remember him. I remember him in um, there will be blood. There will be blood. I mean, that's probably the biggest. Yeah. So um, um, I I but but it's like okay, that's that hits a lot of similar beats, and I was like okay. And then at the end, it's like, okay, yeah, so I'm just going to help move bodies out of the way and 
what are we doing? And I guess that's his beginning from just being loner, still grappling with death and what's my role to being, you know, okay, now I'm going to have be, I guess, a little more visible. That's the other thing about Batman. Well, is the thing. He, I'm used to like, I'm used to like a dark knight that sort of operates in the shadows and no one really knows anything. And in this Batman at the end, it's like, yeah, I'm going to kind of come out of the shadows. They're not going to know who it's Bruce Wayne, but Batman's going to be a lot more present as compared to at best a rumor. Right. You know, up to this. Well, point. I mean, the whole thing at the end is like, he opens, he, you know, he's in the water and he opens up, uh, he moves the rubble and stuff out of the way and every, no one even wants to like grab his hand or anything. And then the kid comes out and is like, yeah, come, come on, give me. And then it's like, cause that's this whole idea of they're accepting him as this protector or whatever. Beacon. Yeah. Beacon clearly hence the uh, flare yes, yes. to guide people out he is a beacon hi could you be a little more on the nose i did not like the whole sort of this is where it's like they there's one too many endings on here it's like the whole video game at the end at the top of the equivalent yeah, yeah. of madison square garden i mean and it's it, like what, what, it looked, it looked I mean, really it looked really bad when they were when all the riddler followers were walking out on the uh the catwalk uh, yeah on the catwalk uh and all yeah. that stuff it looks really bad though because it was so obvious that it was a set and they were trying to make them like it looked pretty bad but like yeah i didn't like that either because yes it was the video game thing like why wouldn't that be someone said it or someone said it in a review it's like why wouldn't you have the followers and then you catch them but i get that he turned himself in and then it was they think it's over and then it's like oh he has all his followers do whatever but um I um, what do you think I, of the venom? So, what do you think of the adrenaline shot? I love that. When he takes oh the well, yeah, yeah. I mean the the adre- yeah, clearly. I mean, well, everybody's like, I mean, that, that was be, could that could that be you know Bane's venom? It's okay, like, no, so it's not Bane. So venom. no, no, no. So th- this is the other thing that was really sort of douche chilly. And so I went and saw the movie. Um, uh, Anne was getting her hair done, so I saw it at like one o'clock by myself while she was getting her hair done over Sawgrass and. 15 people in the theater when the batmobile gets introduced that's a dope scene i like that scene the 90 seconds of yeah and i'm like okay this is meant for audience reaction like whoa and i'm like yeah "Yeah, that kind of falls flat i mean it certainly falls flat with 15 people in the theater for it's a three-hour movie as it is get on with it Mm. um I, i i was just now and but that's the other thing is like Batmobile is only in this movie for that one scene. It really doesn't exist. It's a lot, a lot of motorcycles, but it's pretty much it's in that scene. It does the the highway chase scene, comes through the fire, and that's the end. That's the end of the Batmobile. And it's an interesting spin on the Batmobile. It's basically it feels like it's a '70s muscle car that's just got a goddamn rocket as an engine for the most part. Um, are we okay? Yeah, no. Um, we just had Raymond mention that we had kids. We had people who brought like kids to the movie, like young kids, and like one of them brought a baby that was surprisingly quiet throughout most of the movie, at least from for my ears. I, Dude, I I no, took you to ears. see the Hunchback of Notre. But I took you to see Hunchback of Notre Dame in the theaters. You were three weeks old. You were fine. So Hunchback of Notre Dame is different from this. 
for my years, there there was a baby crying, um, like towards yeah. the end. Yeah, towards the end. But I'm saying like the first two hours and thirty minutes, we didn't hear him. No, but there was like young kids. There was like, like a young, a like seven, ten, eight year old, yeah, seven, eight year old, like, you know, who's watching, <laughs> you know, make out Is sessions that bad? and whatever. Seven, eight. I mean, it's bad if you're gonna keep making noise. Yeah, he kept talking. He's like, oh, "Is I that it? Is that it?" Yeah. Oh my god. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, "Oh my god, Dad, thank you for bringing me. I had so much fun. I loved it. I loved the movie." And I think a lot of the concepts went over his head, though, because when I'm seven, I'm not going to understand the whole. I don't know, just the whole. Thing the of, riddles. The riddles and the power struggle. You know how the rich the, run the world. The riddles weren't that. Yeah, the riddles were not. The riddles weren't that hard. <laughs> it's right, like they are hard for me. Justice. But um, I thought Zoe Kravitz was pretty good. Yeah, I, I would figure if you if you're a young boy there for the first movie, maybe they want to have that stand up and point at the movie screen experience and say, "I'd like for that to happen." Oh my god! <laughs> Whatever. Wait, I didn't hear it. No, he was he callback. It, it's it's boys. a callback. You know, young boys probably enjoy Zoe Kravitz too. Um, mm, well, I just want to add one more thing. So the only reason why it was weird to me that people bring their kids is because when I saw Hustler, Hustlers. somebody brought their like young daughter with them. And I just like, and that's not a movie you bring a daughter who's pre-maturity, you know, like they didn't, they didn't hit like puberty yet. So they're getting this idea that like that is an amazing aspect of womanly. Great line of work. Yeah. Well, so. Well, but point, I mean, I mean Hustlers like, and Hustlers and Batman, the Batman, the Batman's clearly there's like no they're, nudity they're kind in of Batman. Different. Yeah, but Hustlers is just, I mean, I just think it's selfish for parents to be like, you know what, I really want to see this. So I'm going to bring my five-year-old daughter with me and they can just sit there. It's like, you're going to have to take the L. You know why? Because you decided to have children <laughs> and that's just accepting the L's that are going to come in life. So, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, but 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 not only that. Just wait three months. It's not like everything's going to be available. No, you just saying. You can just see months. it at home. It was the same so, thing I said. Where it's like, I, I mean, it's not even like everything. It's not even like fifteen years like ago, forty-five. Have, yeah, it's gonna be like forty-five days. It'll be streaming somewhere. Yeah, but I just think it's just. Rude I'm, a, for I'm agreeing. I'm a. I'm agreeing. He said he's agreeing. Yeah, especially the hustlers. I, I just Jesus. like hustlers, hustlers. But um, no, I mean I. I thought John Turturro was very good. I thought the scene when he first is talking to Zoe Kravitz, it's like, God, that scene is so uncomfortable and you don't even know the nature of their relationship yet. But the way it's just played is like, yes, well, he clearly happened. didn't know that. Yeah. So, so the big reveal is that Catwoman, played by Zoe Kravitz, is not Maroney. What's the name? Falcone. Well, they say they call him Falcone. Falcone. So it lines up with the Falcon thing, but it's really Falcone. Who's so played Falcone, by, played by Tom who is Wilkinson essentially John in Batman Turturro. Begins. Falcone is Tom Wilkinson. Yeah, in Batman Begins. Okay, so Falcone Aaron who Roberts is essentially Salvatore Maroney in Dark Knight. Gotcha. That's right. So Falcone is um essentially revealed to be the rat running gotham yeah right. and um but the other reveal is that falcone is also catwoman zoe kravitz's father unwitting to him um but clearly 
Catwoman is aware of it. Um, and, you know, I thought Zoe Kravitz was fine, but almost unnecessary. That was almost like an unnecessary plot. Like, if you could have probably still done an interesting movie, and it's an hour and 55 minutes, and you just sort of find a way to carve out the Catwoman drama. Yeah, they I just mean, threw it in there. Matt they wanted that sexual tension. Matt Reeves yeah. wanted uh, creative control. He definitely got it. Jesus. But that's like the thing, you know, there have been different interpretations. She, she, she looked great. I mean, well, yeah. Um, yeah. Water, wet. Um, <laughs> but like, it's a. Uh, Them boots. Oh, yeah. So it's like. There have been different depictions of Gotham City. This one was the most, probably because I know where they shot, but it's like it's like they shot in Chicago, but downtown is basically London. Yeah, I mean, but they shot mostly um, in Great Britain. Okay, because I know in the broader DC universe, Metropolis is supposed to be New York, and Gotham is supposed to be Chicago. So it leaned into the Chicago. Uh, I think you have those. You could tell by the arc. Gotham's supposed to be New York. No. Gotham is supposed to be I thought New York. Gotham is supposed to be Gotham is supposed to be New York? Yes. Oh, because Metropolis what Superman's living be. out on a farm and he went to te- he took a train into yeah. town and then Chicago. Yeah. See, see Gotham that's ridiculous. It should be Oh, I thought it because it's why do you, clearly why do you think they like if you're one of the Yankees nicknames is like Gotham something like Gotham is definitely New York. Oh uh, yeah, the New York Gothams. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, anyway, um but it's like they show the L. Uh, yeah, a lot show, of the architecture of the, the buildings is like reminiscent Chicago. of like the Wrigley building. A lot of it's the like exterior shots in Chicago, in Chicago, but downtown is is literally is, London. Okay. Like they shot most of that movie in Great Britain. Um, but then it's like the Ma- right. Wayne Manor is like this old Victorian thing. I'm just like, oh, come on, guys! Like, a super gothic thing. Yeah, and I'm just like, eh, okay. Um, I get it. It's Batman. But it was so over the top gothic that yeah. you're like, okay, they're really leaning hard into it. Yet there's like, that. Falcone's but, little. Hey, I like Andy. Sir- I like Andy Circus as um, Alfred, and he's clearly retired MI6 or whatever, yeah. hence the circus reference and yep. stuff. So it's like, okay, I get it. I mean, they're, you know, they're grinding. They weren't, there were, there were things about the movie that I really liked because they were not up their own ass about it. But there were some other things where they were completely up their ass, like the over the top nature of Wayne Manor or j- just some things is like, okay. But some things it's like, great. It's straight police procedural detective. Let's, let's Wright look at was... this stuff and didn't do much. It. You know what he did? Jesus. That was Jeffrey Wright in this movie. Jesus. Just him saying Jesus. Um, although I will say the scene when they wake Batman up in the the holding, the um the Oh, where he's swinging on in the priest. Sword yeah, because everybody's trying to grab the mask off of him and he literally takes a guy, just like bangs him up against the wall. I thought that scene was great because the second time somebody tries to grab it, they do that shot outside the room. And basically, you see him basically taking on like two guys, and everyone's kind of crowding around him. Um, and then he's, he has to—he's like he punched him, and he escapes, and all that stuff. But 
I don't know where like there's all these different interpretations of Batman, but I just know like is this I don't want is this the Dark Knight? Is it is the idea here that this is going to be the Frank Miller Dark Knight character eventually or no? Because I don't know. I, did, I just don't see the of, role of grizzled. He took a lot of inspiration this. from <laughs> and he's the year one, the year one Batman run. Everybody wants them okay. to do Court Which, of Owls next. I'm like, that would work. That would really work well in that world that he created. Who's Court in of that? Owls. Court of Owls is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, nobody's really in it. It's literally like, it's the new Batman stuff. It's like the, the Court of Owls is 15 years old. Like from when it first premiered, like it's not old. It is the very, it is oh. a very, the very new Batman stuff. Who are the villains, or is it multiple villains? Is it? It's is the it like Court a, of Owls. Like, it's like it is this high society oligarch type thing. These people that they don't really run. Like, yes, they run Gotham City, but they like they don't run it. But it's basically just like, yeah, these really rich people that kind of are in certain, you know, certain uh, whether they're politicians, shady, just socialites, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, then they just kind of run the secret society, and there are these people named Talons. There's weird. There's this weird immortality part to it, though, because their little henchmen are these guys called Talons, and they're like thousands of years old or something. They don't have to include. They're not going to include that part, but um, it would definitely work in that world. What I loved about this movie is, you know, I remember we were like an hour and a half in. I'm like, man, you know, Batman's walking around a lot, you know, and then sure enough, he runs up to the top of the building and he gets out he's like oh and then he get put has the little paragliding suit and he finally oh yeah, yeah. i love that because it's like he's not yeah, he, he's got, he got he got fuck he got yeah. fucked up though because at like, first i was like how are you alive yeah and like at first i'm like oh wow you broke like, your neck way, six times in that one like, thing i was like, like oh wow it's way more realistic and then he gets caught on the bridge and then he gets swung under hits a light hits a bus and then gets launched 40 feet and he's fine he's just got a limp it's like okay well the the groundedness was fun while it lasted um yeah yeah but i um, i i I think i think it's fine i'm i i guess i'd like oh hold on i that they actually did say these two words together during the movie white privilege which, oh yeah! I'm like, how did they squeeze? How, how did they squeeze that into the? I mean, I I know how, I know why because it's Hollywood, baby. Um, you know, I thought you were gonna do the it's may, a match or, no, or the the no, pin no, maybe the um, pin board that no, he did on his floor. I, I mean, no, I, that that though that might reveal that like Catwoman has a degree in a certain liberal arts major that's pretty much useless, so she just falls back to that while she's ripping people off. Anyways, yeah, that's why she needs the money. Catwoman, um, you should have majored in STEM. Uh, but like, <laughs> it, I did like that. Just like you, just hear his boots. Like he's just like, all right, Batman, Batman's coming, and all this other stuff. It's Pink. almost like this Omar coming. It's like that. It's like Batman's it's like coming. The, yeah. Uh-huh. well they didn't even know who the fuck he was like at the beginning where he's coming down the stairs into the subway yeah. with the joker no, quasi joker gang it's Sorry, like they're just like who the hell's that well oh raven has one more thing so the oh, one thing God. i liked about the movie was just like and i think you covered this it was just very like realistic yeah well, like 
Well, one part that I liked that was realistic, I guess, was like, um, now I'm blanking. Of course, I would be blanking when I finally have a chance to talk. Pressure. Um, was it when he was the millions of or... listeners? No, it wasn't when he was. Oh, wait. Nope. See, I lost it. But I did oh, like the, oh. how it was very realistic with everything, like the black eye makeup. You know, you'd see him when he takes his mask off. He has that dark circles. I like how he was very like popular with town because no one, no one saw him away uh, around. So they were like Bruce, Bruce. Well, he was. He was. Everyone knows who he is, but he doesn't have a public. He doesn't have a public reputation beyond being the rich kids, like the kid who has grown up, who was the or the you know son of the mayor who got killed. And they know he's really wealthy, so he's like, oh, mysterious person. So they know who he is, but he doesn't have, let's say, the public persona that. Who did Christian Bale's character? Batman had a public persona, right? Um, yeah. Or more sort of public persona, where this Batman is like, yeah, everyone knows who he is, but no one knows a damn thing about him. They could recognize him, but no one knows nothing. He's just this sort of mysterious, wealthy dude who hasn't given any money to the city. So, or knows that he has a brother from a half brother, but to the Joker. Batman. Half brother. Oh, it's brother. not related to that. Oh, it's not related? No. Oh, are you laughing? I really thought oh, that... Joker was like no, 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 no. There's so no, there's so many different like Batman lines of stories, and it just depends what Batman universe you're in, because they connect it. You know, they all have different things. So, Dag. So, oh, yeah. That that Joker with Joaquin Phoenix is not the same timeline as this one. At least you're not well, timeline, yes, that. but I meant like just in the same world of like he'll find out that his half brother is Joker. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if we're I don't know if those well, that wasn't even confirmed though. in the you thing. Remember, they said his mom was like mentally ill. Yeah, but his dad hooked up with a female to get the Joker, not the mom. Remember? What? No, remember in the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. He kept thinking Thomas Wayne was his dad. Yeah, that's what right. I was talking about. But then, yeah, but then remember, but there's no proof like, of that. Yeah, there's no proof. It was just what she claimed, and then not like, the mom though. It was just his mom. Yes. Yeah, his mom claimed that. Yeah. But then it was never proven. Like, because remember they said like she got fired from her job or whatever because she was making like crazy accusations and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you know, maybe I'll come back when I remember. What the realistic thing I really liked about the movie. No problem. Uh, the Iceberg Lounge was interesting. That place. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like that, you know, this was almost like 180 degrees of Joel Schumacher where it's all about the insanity of the set and everything. And then there's nothing going, there's no plot to speak of. It's just the visuals and this weird setup. And now this is like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a club and that's it. But this is all sort of mostly plot. And so I, here's the deal. I thought it was good. I thought the ending was meh. And I thought it looked great. It, there were things about it that are fantastic. I do not think it's a masterpiece by a mile. 
I think there are some people who, it appears that there are some people who think it's amazing. I don't think it's amazing. I think it's really good. Nothing wrong with it. They could probably make another one and it'd be good. I think they could probably make it tighter. It'd probably be a better movie. 220. Um, I think, you know, yeah. 220, 225. You really don't need, need much longer than that, but you got to make the movie he wanted to make. And there you go. But you saw it. Yeah, he did. I mean, what? Cloverfield and. Yeah, so he was like Cloverfield and Planet of the Apes guy, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not getting released in Russia. So, my God, where. How's Warner going to deal with it? It was the eye thing. Oh, Oh, the the contact lens? The contact lens? He's not super smart and remembers everything. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have like this crazy memory. He goes back through his files. Yeah, he has to literally go back, study, and then figure it out like yeah yep detective but the bat thing when he went into his um his cave for the first time and mm. they showed bats i thought that was a little too much oh yeah the cgi bats you always need the cgi bats in the bat cave that doesn't make any sense right you're right it doesn't make sense just because you're under underground doesn't mean that there will automatically be bats there yeah and he didn't even mention that he had bats of his own and he liked them I mean, that's all that was the whole thing about confronting his fear was he had a fear of bats as a kid, but it was like they in the Bale movies, the the ones that begins on stuff, the way they loop it in is that there were bats under Wayne Manor and that he fell through a well and that's when it happened. So then he just built his cave down there. So that that was a lot more organic than, oh, yeah, in my garage, there are just bats. It's like, what was he going out there just, just trying to catch these things? Like, you know. I, I like when Alfred came in initially and after he had walked through where the murder was and he was sort of printing off and reviewing all the stuff he'd taken pictures of and Alfred's coming in and I ask him questions and he, he sort of gave off these, it was really good because he was given these one word answers like a surly teenager, mm-hmm. you know, just very minimal response. It's like, okay, this is good as, as compared to being a Mr. Batman exposition, you know, it's just kind of like what? That was basically no. what Morgan Freeman yes. was. <laughs> Bat- Morgan Freeman was basically the exposition guy yeah. in uh, yeah. the Nolan movies. But all right, you saw it made $128 million, uh, $120, what says? Yeah, $128.5 domestic, $120 international for $248.5 million opening, worldwide opening. So not bad. Second biggest opening of the I think, post-pandemic era. I think it'll have, uh, I mean, there's no release date for when this is going to show up on, excuse me, HBO Max. So, I mean. Did you see that DC this. in 2022, like, sizzle reel before the movie? I, I saw, yes. I mean, I mean, there was a half hour of previews. I like, I yeah. bought the, I walked in like 10 minutes uh after the theoretical start time and shit i mean it was supposedly one o'clock i'm sitting in my seat at 110 i don't think the movie started until 1 fucking 35 but yes the sizzle reel there were like five yeah it was the DC aquaman movie in 2020. Was last. i remember yeah. babe okay go ahead i'm just so sorry i remember so what i liked that was realistic was he explained in the beginning of the movie that he's like i can't save the whole city like people are still gonna die Whereas, like, in superhero movies, they're always like, I'm the superhero, and I can save the day. But it's like, no, people are still going to die. People are still going to get shot. I just have to pick and choose who I end up seeing first and saving. And that was, like, the most yeah. Yeah. authentic, realistic 
thing ever. That's why the movie took five hours. Batman. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, I'm done. Done. Okay. Um, so, but, but Superman, Superman could do that though, but not Batman. Yeah, he Superman. could, but he doesn't. He just leveled half the city in 2013. Yeah, I know. He just killed everybody. Um, he let everybody so anyway, die. Um, it was, it was, um, it was, um, Aquaman's movie, whatever that's called. Uh, um, the Lost Black Adam. Or, yeah. Um, Flash. What is the Flash going to be in? Because they showed a ton of Flash, but there was no Flash. Movie the Flashpoint the, movie. That's the one with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's going to come back as Batman in that one. But it was not listed as. That's got to be 2023. Then is that 2022? No, they said it's DC. They did not. They they. Sh- Holy crap! Okay, we're back after I had a brief power outage. Um, so, so, so about- making good money made like 128 million bucks domestically. Two, domestic 250 worldwide or 248 and a half worldwide. So clearly, there's a goal because uh, um, Spider-Man. It's up to about a 1.06 billion worldwide. I 1.06? think Warner's hoping it's that higher this has, than that. Yeah, that's. I saw that it's a like few one, days ago. What is 1. it? 1.8 worldwide, not 06. 1.8? Yeah, one point like oh, one billion maybe... eight hundred million for Spider-Man. Oh wow, it's almost up to two billion. Okay, well, I mean, I think DC would take two billion. I'm sorry, DC would take one billion for Batman in a heartbeat. Um, and they better considering this costs what 200 million dollars yeah the movie um so and there's marketing push so, 1.866 um, 1.866 okay wow i don't know if it, i don't know if it cracks too but it was showing in the theater it's sawgrass so sawgrass had 23 uh, theaters they were showing that movie every half hour <laughs> And but they had one theater showing Spider Man noon three thirty seven and ten, um, so well um, we'll see. I mean, I think uh, Warner Warner could use it. You know, they're probably going to be the only big game in town until what? Like, what's the next big thing? Is it? It can't be Doctor Strange. Like, is is there like another huge release coming out between now and the first of May, first week in May? Uh, uh, what should we call it? Fantastic Beasts is in April. The Secrets okay. of Dumbledore, which we saw a so trailer that, for. They showed that preview. Yeah, I saw a trailer for that too. What did you think of that? Is that have, is that going to no actually interest. have more going on in it than the second one? I would hope so. Really, you've totally lost. Right. I wasn't that interested in the first one. Like, I was kind of interested. I mean, but uh, you know. It was interested as a streamer, like, hey, let's watch this. Yeah. But it's not like, a, oh, shit, I can't I mean, wait to go to the theater. I remember watching Fantastic Crimes of Beasts. I remember watching Crimes of Grindelwald on a plane, and it was just kind of like, what? What's happening? Like, I I don't, I don't care. I don't care about this kid. Like, Zoe Kravitz in the second one, like, she's supposed to be, like, the linchpin of the plot, and she's hurt, like, just not, in, she's not, her character is not interesting. So, 
and her British accent is not yes. meh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it also said AMC is charging more for Batman tickets, CEO on variable pricing and transform transformational M&A. Um, transfer, it, it's a dollar more. That's transformational? I, I mean... Um, <laughs> I mean, what they should be doing is charging like half price or 60% for these art housey things that they just want to get people in to see it instead yeah. of we're going to charge like so how much, how much I, I used for, to pay for a mat is that the cheap matinee or was it the is it the before 3 oh no for matinee? us it was 12 it was 11.98 a ticket because we saw it at 2 p.m on a saturday but if it wasn't it probably would have been what like is it normally is 14 maybe 16 when wow. we saw Uncharted, because we saw Uncharted on a Friday night. $16? Well, I know tickets in New York, you're basically dropping 25 bucks to go see in New York City. Oh, my God. Which just seems really, it feels really high. I mean, I just remember, I remember when I was 11, dropping $2.50 to $3. I remember when tickets were like six fifty, seven dollars, seven bucks. Like and then I remember when, when we saw Avengers, I want to say tickets were like nine twenty five or something or nine fifty. No, it's probably ten, like nine ten years ago. Yeah. What were they charging for what were they charging for movies when you were working at a, when you were working at Regal? Twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, uh twelve fifty, thirteen dollars twelve fifty, I wanna say. For like evening shows. Yeah. Okay. You like Friday Friday night, you know. Friday night opening weekend is like twelve fifty. I want to say, so yeah. Um, I, I think I think the model is going to be the big headliner tent pole movies that they know everyone is going to go see. They're just going to squeeze an extra buck or two because they know uh, they can get it. Meanwhile, people are recent, not going to not see it. You know? Meanwhile, recent initiatives include four rounds of NFT giveaways, three linked to big films with plans to start charging for them and taking commissions for sales on secondary markets accepting payment in crypto, launching a retail popcorn selling blitz and moving into merchandise. Coming this weekend, a six inch tall Batman head popcorn holder. <laughs> so I, so hang on, that's an NFT or is that? No, that's like an actual, like that's like one of their merch premium things. for at the, at the, at okay. the theater. Yes. Well, have you, I mean, do you know how much like specialized merch gets at like theme parks? Like, do, have you heard the stories of like people going to buy? If you're at Epcot and they just released a figment popcorn holder, it was just figment's head in a popcorn holder. You go and you drop the way too much, figment. 14 bucks or whatever. Figment, okay. Um, Journey into Imagination, the little purple dinosaur with the sweater. The striped okay, sweater. Okay, Do you know okay. that? Oh, you know, like sort of flying, not dinosaur, a little flying dragon th looking thing. It's kind oh, of Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Okay, so it's mm. called Figment. So it was Journey to Imagine. Do you know, do you remember Dream Finder, the dude with the top hat and the red beard? No, because that was way before. It's like, yeah, he's barely, he's like a rumor. Anyway, so Figment is this sort of classic character that's sort of out there. So you drop 15 bucks on popcorn in this plastic thing made out of China that probably costs them a buck and a quarter for each one they press out and ship. Literally, the day of, people are dropping 150 bucks for these things on eBay. 
like this special merch that's somewhat limited it's like you go get it people do it so if like people had if people are collect if they're into collecting all this stuff that collects dust like people will spend the money so you they go and they sell this batman stuff and it could be it could be to certain people ha, it could have a lot of demand i'm never going to say it's going to be a hot collectible i'll just say it will have enough potential demand on the secondary market where people will say i'm into buying it so but nfts nfts it's a fucking file that you can NFTs, just make a, uh, whatever no fucking thanks um i just Disney Plus to introduce ad supported US version in late 2022. They actually think that this is going to fix what they think is wrong with the service. Right? What's wrong with the service is you're trying to get as many subscribers as possible, yet you have programming catered to like not enough audiences, is what I'll say. So, so late 2022 is when that three-year window expires. Okay, for oh, us. Yeah, that's right. Wow, yeah. I did the, I did three-year 150. So here's what's happening. They're charging, I think, 7.99 a month, right now. Mm-hmm. And what they're probably going to do is they're going to say, "All right, you in November 2022, when all those people that got the 150 for three-year thing rolls off." They will say, "All right, it's now ten ninety nine, and seven ninety nine is the ad supported tier." <laughs> They're not going to do that. If they had, you know, what do you think? It's going to be seven ninety nine, and then a four ninety nine or five ninety nine. It'll, it'll be eight ninety nine and five ninety nine. I think it'll be it'll be really? They're going to bump it up another dollar. If they had like one hundred eighty million subscribers and that thing was blowing, just blowing past every you know metric, sure. But it's not. So you think they're you think they will increase it, but it'll go up a buck. Yeah, I think it's gonna go up a buck. And you think the ad supported tier is five ninety nine? Okay. Yeah. I I think they're gonna try to I think they're gonna try to fuck us. So (laughs) how are you trying to fuck us? Uh, <laughs> what's that? What's that from? The Big Short, because he called the Jeremy Strong's <laughs> okay. character calls Ryan Gosling's character. He's like, "All right, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna order the." He's like, "We're gonna order the tranches," um, but just tell me one thing. What's that? How are you fucking us? That's not. It's not how you say that. That's not how you say that. But you you gotta understand. I'm not. I'm making sweet love to you as I make eye contact with you. But like literally, it's like Adam McKay. The shot is like this close up. He's like, "How are you fucking us?" And he's on the phone. Um, and that's the one where Ryan Gosling. He's like working out, and he's literally has his phone. Just like, nope. That's not how you say that. That's not how you say that. <laughs> but um, I I I I would say that those conversations happen even in lower realms of finance so oh <laughs> um i mean i am shocked at the number once once you get to a certain level and once people are comfortable enough to know that they can curse around you and you won't like call hr like you know you're not this blubbering mess calling hr because your fragile ears, ears heard a certain anglo-saxon word of you know certain origins Oh my God, it just jumps out of your mouth. I mean, it is like, it, it is not, I mean, what the fuck? This fucking, 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 fu- fu- I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Get it all out. Or, um, or you could be me as father to my kids when they were, you know, 11 and five, every third word I was probably cussing. And then I would say, I don't, remember that, don't, don't ever say, don't ever say what I'm <laughs> Don't repeat like, this. I, I, I'd be cussing, but then you'd say that's bullshit. And it's, Oh dad, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That was when I was like, that was when I was like much. 14, 15. That wasn't when I was five. <laughs> um, That's true. I could imagine. Because at some point when you hear a two-year-old say fuck, it's, you have to just do whatever you can to keep from like laughing, laughing. out loud because it's so funny. Uh, yes, no, I'm raising like to hear fucking taxes. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I think, I, I just don't think Disney's going to, maybe $9.99. I don't see them jumping to $10.99 from $7.99 because people are, will drop off. I don't think Netflix has made jumps that big. I think the biggest jumps Netflix has made is two bucks. I don't think they ever jumped three bucks for a tier. Right, but Netflix is like twenty bucks, almost twenty bucks a month now. Disney is such a low number. I think they're going to feel like they they got room to do it with inflation and all. I think they're going to feel. I think that will be their excuse. Well, you know. comedian comedian Bill Burr, old Billy Bitch Tits, to write and direct comedy Old Dads for Miramax. Uh, we'll start alongside Bobby Cannavale and Bokeem, Bokeem Woodbine. I'm guessing they came real cheap. Uh, Burr's future directorial debut centers on a middle-aged father and his two best friends who, after selling their company to a millennial, find themselves out of step and behind the times as they hilariously struggle to navigate a changing world of culture, career, and fatherhood. Burr and Ben Tischler? Okay. Uh, penned, penned the script and are producing with Bill Block, Monica, Monica Levinson, and Mike Bertolina uh, production kicked off in Los Angeles yesterday. Is, is Bill Burr caught like, um, is he caught in between like two worlds and he's trying to make, he's trying to make it work, I guess. I mean, I'm just kind of, because he's going to do this movie and it's, and it's going to be these jokes of, yeah, I can't get with what the 20 somethings are do today are doing today, but it's not really going to be about insane wokeness, even though he could do it, but it's going to be just enough on the pedal to be edgy, but he's not going to be like, no, let's just call shit out because he values his career. You know, he's established himself. I mean, he as, came out with a pretty he, good career in Hollywood. He's not going to fuck it up. You know? He semi defended Gina Carano. He was just like she was. She was. She was it, pleasant on set or whatever. It would never be more. It would never be more than semi anything. Yeah, um, like he didn't go and say, he's "Well, gotta all you do assholes. what he's got to do." The only time he's done that is like in the general sense of like, "All you are just a bunch of rats," you know, or whatever. He said, that "I on know, Conan. I know." He's never going to specifically do the equivalent call. of his Philadelphia rant on like. Dick. <laughs> so, so what do you think? I guess the name of his business he's selling isn't going to be Zip. Recruiter. Recruiter. <laughs> that or uh, um, butcher butcher box, but as he butcher box. Or uh, MeUndies. Mer- Sher- Sherry's Me-undies. Berries. Oh, MeUndies, MeUndies. <laughs> it's comfortable for my sack or whatever. He like does like a, <laughs> does his own jingle for MeUndies. It's like MeUndies, MeUndies. 
Oh my god. Uh that he, and like he, he is Roman, this guy. He, whenever he does Roman, he always oh, does. Yeah. It's like it's great, you got a full head of hair. Your dick is giving you the salute as you wake up. It's it's amazing. <laughs> but he 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 is sort of this he was a stand-up comic in New York during, you know, sort of working with um all of the garbage people that are stand-up comics in in new york certainly in that 90s to 2000 and then so he's come to like california to sort of civilize himself and become a part of hollywood and he's been very successful with a lot of the stuff he's been i mean shit he's been in some pretty iconic shows fuck he was in breaking bad he was in clearly Mandalorian. he's done pretty well with f is for family did that and, movie with uh, but, hugh jackman but, um about gary whatever who slept the politician the guy who's running for office who slept with some person gary condit no it was the one like, who got the girl the girl who disappeared right before 9 11 and that whole story disappeared or no it's called you know like that. i don't know if it's called like the candidate or something um but like he did that movie and bill burr played a reporter and it was funny bill burr talking about a scene where he's like well there's a scene where you know we catch him kind of walking away from this house where he uh you know where this woman was and we're in this alleyway and he does the part of his uh what the his character's supposed to do he's supposed to like take a couple steps towards us as if like a threat but not really a threat and uh what's it called uh the front runner he played gary hart um oh okay so With donna rice so then he's like he's talking about how you know for a second there i'm sitting there i'm like holy shit, that's wolverine and he's coming at me i just kind of I just, I just dropped my pen and, you know, the guy says cut and I'm still kind of scared. And Hugh Jackman's like, oh, I love the choice you made there. It's like, yeah, no, it wasn't a choice. I was genuinely afraid of you. <laughs> that um, was actually a few drips of urine dribbling. Out right, of exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, it, I mean, I, I'll wait on reviews, but um, hopefully it's good. It's good for old Billy Boo's bag, Billy Red Well, we'll see. Who's, who's Netflix? Who's doing it? Uh, I exited out of the article. Um, How dare you? Miramax, Miramax. But it's a series? No, it's a movie. Or a movie. Oh, okay. Co-written but that by feels one, like of a his good, one of his good friends, right. Ben, ben Tischler. But that, that feels like a streamer. I have a hard time believing Maybe. a movie theater is going to put a significant budget and significant money towards a marketing push on bill as an unproven director unless this is like thank you for whatever you know this is one of these movies and the budget's like eight million dollars and so they're going to throw maybe another eight and hopefully if it, it marketing and hopefully if it catches it'll gorilla market itself i i mean bill's a funny guy but i think his his appeal is um somewhat limiting and um so the budget it can't be that damn big if this is a theatrical release. If it's a straight to streaming, it's a no brainer. Ten, 10 mil max, I feel like. Max, max. And what movies get released in theaters with that a 10, 10 million, million and under budget? That aren't awards. That's release. not like Art House, right? Right. Or um, Blumhouse. That's pretty much every Blumhouse movie that's yeah. out there. Uh, Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Adds James Darcy and Michael Angarano um, of Lords of uh, Dogtown fame. 
as well as Sky High, one of my personal favorites. I've never seen that movie. You've seen some of it because there's the scene where Kurt Russell is like, whatever you're teaching these kids, keep teaching them it. And you laughed. Okay. It's a very, it's a very cheesy, but good movie. Um, it's cheesy in all the ways that like, did, uh, did they say, did they say what role these folks are taking on? So it gets Cillian Murphy. Killian. 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 He's, he's, o- he's Irish. Um, so it's a hard C, like yeah. in cunt. Okay. Yes, so exactly. Killian Murphy. They join an ensemble of Killian Murphy. That also includes Emily Blunt, Florence Pugh, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Matt Damon, Rami Malik, Benny Safdie, Josh Hartnett, Dane DeHaan, Jack Quaid, Matthew Modine, Dylan Arnold, David Krumholtz, Alden Ehrenreich, David Dasmalkian. Ali Haskivi and Jason Clark. What is this? The Dirty Dozen build a nuke? Dirty what Dozen. I mean, I mean, like everyone's in this. They had to add two more. It's like yeah, James Darcy. Hey, yeah, these guys are like, yeah, we just got it up in the water. Yeah, because this comes out what when July twenty three, I think. I mean, July twenty first, twenty twenty three. So there are so many people in this movie. Who's directing? Christopher Nolan. Okay. Okay. But it's okay, turning okay. into the Tarantino. It. It's turning into the Tarantino thing of like, yeah, everybody wants to work with them. It's like, I don't care if you put me in like half a scene. Right. I'm in it. And, like, and, and, and they're going to work for damn near scale. Yeah. So everyone's willing to be in it because they all want to be a part of what he does. So, okay, it's fine. It'll make, it'll probably make, because it'll probably be amazing. Probably make it'll make like million $150 million. Dollars. Well, 150 domestic. domestic, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like yeah. Dunkirk made I, I don't think 550, I, so globally, yeah, yeah, right, right. But it probably didn't make more. What did it make domestically? Did it make 200? Let's see. I mean, I'm, I'm like uh, having seen Dunkirk on television. Like, I wish, yeah, I no, wish no. I would have seen that you in a movie theater. I mean, because, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it made 188 it's million not, in the United States. Pretty much the story of my life. The first um, go around, the damn near anything. Can I do? Can, can I do anything right? Welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember I said no. that to Miss Anne. Like Miss Anne, I, it was like three things in a row. It's like no, it should have been like this. It's like can I do anything right? And then you were like, Alex, welcome to my world. <laughs> the famous Elvis. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Won't you come on in? Oh yeah, we saw uh, the Elvis. You saw Oz the Elvis. Is going to be doing that fucking song? Yes, I saw it. Less yeah, cock in that trailer than I recall. It's the same trailer from the other. Tra- it felt like there was less cock in it. <laughs> maybe it's because I had hard screen. For, forgive the pun. Maybe it's because I'd hardened myself for it. Oh, I okay. steeled myself. Should it arise again? Yeah. Arise. There you go. Jesus. Um, Forgive me before I it metaphor was funny again. Because Raven was like, did Tom Hanks put on all that weight? I'm like, no, he's a type 2 diabetic and he's 63 years old. There's no way he put on weight. It's my, it's makeup. Is is he playing him as like Dracula as like Colonel Parker? It's like, what accent is that he's playing? No, he sounds like he's like that's what Tom Parker that fucking Klaus whatever from the World Economic Forum or something. Is he like from like Transylvania? He's like Dutch. (laughs) 
He's um, Dutch. He's he's yeah. a European guy. Yeah, his real name Colonel is Parker. Yeah, because he's like an honorary colonel. Um, that's the thing in that Elvis documentary. They talked about like how big of a fraud he was. Hold on, Colonel Tom Parker. His name Andreas. He was Cor- born Cornelius at- Van. Cornelius in the Netherlands. Yep. Okay. So he's Dutch. Um, so then, but like, I do like the part when he's up there in the pink suit and they're making fun of him. And then he just literally just like bellows out a note. And then they do that. Like they kind of just ratchet it up. And like, I feel like that part, like legit, that kind of, that part does actually give me, gave me goosebumps in the theater just because how it just like, it just comes like when they get into Unchained Melody, which is everybody else's favorite part of the trailer. I'm like, eh, whatever. Just give me back to, give me back to Every, healthier, everybody healthier else's. Yeah. Mean Raven. <laughs> well, when the he Vegas, Unch- they still don't make him that. They still don't make him that fat. That I can tell. He's not too. He's not as much of a disaster as he should be. F. <laughs> so, do you think they talk about the fact that the lower part of his colon had turned into pretty much concrete in the movie? You think they talk that's that I'm actually really curious how they're going to handle like, are they just going to do some, hey, let me hit the John and then they just, then they just do like a here's what is here's what Elvis's concrete. Here's what Elvis's asshole sounded like right before he died. <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrible. <laughs> but like, no, it's like, are they going to do this thing? And like, oh, you know, I'm going to hit the John real quick. And then they do the exterior shot of the house. And then the day. <laughs> No, and then the day, like, and then you hear it gets later, and no, it gets later in the day. Thud. It gets later in the day, and then you hear a door open. And it's like, hey, Elvis, Elvis. <laughs> like that. And then the birds leave the yeah, branches exactly. of the trees outside, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think they lean into like the conspiracy? How they misspelled Aaron and on the tombstone or gravestone, and therefore because Aaron is spelled wrong, he's not really dead. Aaron, who are you talking about? Elvis Aaron Presley. Oh, and so Aaron, I didn't know it's misspelled incorrectly on the um, uh, and that's one of these theories how Elvis was seen in Kalamazoo, Michigan. It was big on the Weekly World News where they'd show like this mysterious guy who walked into a 7 Eleven in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and he's a lot, you know, right up there with Bat Boy and all that other stuff. For any Elvis fans, um, out there go watch the jack white elvis scene from walk hard uh well, that's karate man only two type of people know it china man and the king and one of them's me you're the king like, well, watch out man someone someone's i don't know anybody know what the fuck he was talking about <laughs> watch out man uh Okay, here we go. Um, Fantastic Beasts Secrets of Dumbledore cleared for China release. Uh, Mads, they got Mads as uh, Grindelwald. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, the Crimes of Grindelwald did not make as much, I don't think it made as much money as the first one. So that's the thing, if this one drops too, it's not a good look. Uh, it might be, it might be over. I mean, this one has to come back. I can't imagine that they didn't throw a lot in the hopper here to pull this off. Um, what is the secret of Dumbledore? Because no, the clear. idea is, is the, no, no, I told you about this. The secret is 
you know, is this Credence who's played by Ezra Miller, is it his like brother, are they related? Because in the second one, uh, Johnny Depp Grindelwald leads Credence to believe that he is a Dumbledore. So now it's like, oh, well, what's this, you know? Okay, who cares? <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I, I honestly don't. April 15th is when it comes out. So it's got three weeks okay. before before the before the end times it, it is shockingly unhyped yeah dr strange like, well april unhyped. remember the last two came out in november this is april well they're trying to have this be a summer they're hoping this is some sort of a summer blockbuster because summer movies you know where summer movies way back in the day came out of memorial day and that was your summer blockbuster that kept moving, moving back. So you see Avengers was like always the first week in May. Week in May. Your big tentpole Marvel movies were these first week in May. And then now they're it's trying to come in and May. say, ah, fuck it, we'll do April. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, Winter Soldier was April. The yeah. Fast Fast Furious 7 was April. Um, fast movies have kind of moved to April a little bit. So um, uh, the next one. Oh, yeah, so it's in China. I don't. I don't know how popular Harry Potter is in China, but not that many black people, so maybe it is pretty popular. Um, what? Hang, so, 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 question: Do you think that there's a higher percentage of adults in China or America who adults, like grown-ups, that physic that actually associate themselves with a certain house? uh do i think there's a higher proportion you're saying percentage yes definitely america <laughs> I, I was watching i think i was up at your brother's maybe a month ago what, what, and we were would everybody in china be like ravenclaw that's a joke what why think about china ravenclaw china. is seen as the more academically inclined house oh okay i see i have no see you need to get with it you know <laughs> uh, anyway it was there was a there's a harry potter trivia tv show that's on oh the Netflix. helen Mirren thing oh there's have you seen have you have you it, it's i think it's it's a helen Mirren thing helen it's on, on i think it's, it's on, on Netflix. Is it on? okay so have you watched any episodes of it remember no we watched like the first 10 minutes when we were in Disney, but no. Okay. Oh, okay. So you were with. Okay. Was that may basically one of the more embarrassing things you'd ever seen for the adults on the show? Like older than me. Like older than me. What the fuck is going on? How do you have a I mean, casting call for this shit? I mean. Hey, losers. You collect baseball cards. What are you talking about? You're buying baseball Stop. cards. Stop. Right stop stop i'm buying baseball cards to put a set together and then it will be worth more and then when i die you can have it and pass it down it's for the money i'm not buying fucking scarves saying "Ooh, i'm part of hufflepuff okay i'm just not doing that dumb shit okay i'm also not going around dressed up like fucking ben kenobi or whatever acting uh, like i'm a jedi okay i mean i'm 
Um, but but I mean, it's one thing for kids to do it, and oh, maybe man. like young I'm adults. Forty. <laughs> These are like sixty-year-old guys, people, grown-ups. I'm like, you just gotta, you just gotta be kidding me, people. I don't. Have what are we doing? Of, what the fuck I, are we doing? I don't have as big a problem with Listen, stuff like that. As long as the source material is good. If this was people talking about like Twilight or something, I think I'd just be like, you know, where's oh, that would be that would be amazing. That would be like train watching the equivalent of that at Twilight would be like Trainwreck TV, the way reason people watch Real Housewives, because the disasters that would be so singularly obsessed about well, it's like the woman the who wrote Twilight Universe of Grey. You know how Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey started? It's Twilight fanfic. Yeah, it's fan. It's Twilight fan fiction. Yeah, yeah. That was really popular among all the other and supposedly, sad, lonely. Oh, oh no! Wait, 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 wait! It's like I remember when Twilight came out, and you know the real. Um, okay, considering I'm I'm gonna try to how do how do I put it this way? You know the the Real Housewives of the schools that maybe you and your brother went to that oh. i would sometimes be an earshot of or something like that okay, okay? so no. so i remember when twilight the book came out and i remember some mothers of maybe peers of yours more yours um would talk about that book and they would talk about how the way it was written and supposedly twilight isn't well written it would literally these are these are women like in their late 30s early 40s that would read that the way they'd read a harlequin romance like it would take them back to when they were in high school and hot all those icky sticky gooey inside their pants feeling that same it sort of captured that and it took them back to when they were 16 and that whole they so it really it was less about the it was less about like, ooh, so-and-so is super hot, but it's more about the, yes, yes, this is what I remember kind of sort of feeling about so-and-so. And it took me back to that point in time. And I'm like, real y'all, you all have way too much fucking time on your hands. There are real problems going on, <laughs> on like in the world. I mean, but you've seen this you're Stephen sitting King. there obsessing about shitbox stories that's taking you back to when you were just a teenage girl when you were but you, what, you've heard whatever. the you've seen the stephen king quote about that <laughs> thanks like, everybody it was great having you subscribers i'm sure you're done harry so, potter is all about confronting right. fears finding inner strength and doing what is right in the face of, adver of adversity twilight is about how important it is to have a boyfriend yeah yeah pretty much pretty much yeah anyway so no it's just uh <laughs> but it's like though remember i forget what was it the second one where like edward robert pattinson like goes away um for whatever and like she like doesn't go to school she's crying and she's just like my life means nothing it is like just codependency out the wazoo just like yeah this is healthy so healthy so so healthy but uh perfectly normal perfectly healthy uh, but uh, perfectly normal perfectly healthy right right you have no self-esteem you have no nothing your vampire you, boyfriend had to go away and you cease to exist you've been <laughs> you've been reduced to an inability yourself, to get out child. of bed yeah Jesus that's the one where they're Christ. doing like 
360 the 360 camera shot of her sitting at her desk as the seasons change it's just her like she just it's like uh i remember we, i saw that in theaters with bobby and one of his high school dalliances that was uh that was interesting dalliance okay yeah it was funny because oh i thought big, there was more to that story <laughs> no uh it was funny because there was there was a there's a line in it. The, what was great about those movies, if you saw them opening weekend, is that the crowds were amazing because so many people were there just for the pure fuck you of this movie's stupid. So I remember going and so they were like tr- joning on it and trolling it, just well, like, well, ah, like ah, well, there's some stuff where it's like. You just like, hear people. Like, I'm gonna pay good money out of my pocket no, to yell at how awful. You just is. you had the you had the, like the section where it's like the girls, the fans, what the fangirls talking, Team Edward, Team Jacob, all that crap. But then you had the the guys that are just like the the boyfriends that are forced along oh that are God. just kind of doing that's, whatever. That's more annoying than. Huff but there's this great there's this great thing because like so Kristen Stewart is trying to basically pressure. Robert Pattinson into having sex and he's he's basically saying like it would be dangerous for you because he's like super strong and you know you can't control yourself that whatever so then there's this line where she brings it up again and he's like why of course I love you but I just don't want to do something that would kill you and you hear this one dude in the back damn (laughs) 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 and the whole crowd started laughing it was so funny just like damn um obviously one of the folks but it was hilarious uh oh my <laughs> the god folks. damn a member uh, of the community and then i think somebody else was like you heard that shit yo like i think somebody said something like he must be packing or he must be something just a bunch of stuff about his dick basically um so uh the next story i had was <laughs> jennifer hudson daytime talk show lands at fox television stations so this is it for jennifer hudson who this the, is who- who who the who the fuck asked for this? Hang on. Well, who so asked she, for? She's basically she did cats. She did Aretha. Sit! She did do Aretha last. Um. Did anyone see it? Exactly. That's why it came out in August. Supposedly it's all right, but it's like came out in August for a reason, and there's a reason it didn't come out in November, December. Um, because it would have been a the studio actually would have thought it would She. Is it a talk show? Yeah, it's like when Harry Connick had his talk show and Kelly Clarkson has her talk show. Daytime talk show. And Drew Barrymore, did you know she has a talk show? Yep. Mm -hmm. So is it because Wendy Williams is gone and they think that she's Well, Sherry Shepard's taking over for Wendy Williams. No, hey, don't make that. Sherry Shepard is – she has said enough funny things. I'm not saying she's not – I'm saying, listen, I'm not saying that Cherry Shepard isn't potentially entertaining. I'm saying what she's mean, poten- No, first of all, hammers. no. She's potentially entertaining maybe in that form. I've seen her in enough things where she's hilarious where I'm like, she's funny. I, I would never watch her show probably, but I, I like Cherry well, Shepard. Well, then why, defending, why are you defending the concept of her with a show? I'm just saying. Because again, I don't know. I don't know Jeff- if it's good or not. But what is it about – is Jennifer Hudson – is she going to, like, bring variety shows back where, hey, it's like Donnie Marie, you come out and you start with a song. How, yeah, I would say how many episodes <laughs> – if she, if, she, if she does a song, but how many episodes 
are there before she like performs a song not her opening theme or whatever but like actually perform like how no, many episodes no, no, no. what's the over under she's gonna come out like dewey cox just like singing that song it's it's like Hard. she's gonna bring variety television back you know she's she's on her desk or whatever back. she'll just have like her oscar right next to her or something because back when i remember when i was relevant you know <laughs> it's like she was basically famous because of dream girls and then she was in the sex in the city movie for because she was basically a hot name and then it was like then she did wait yeah, for wait like Rogers. three minutes yeah, then she did Weight Watchers, which is now you can't even call it Weight Watchers anymore. It's WW. Um, uh, right, but it's why you don't call it Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's KFC. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Dairy it's Queen KFC. is DQ. Yeah. Uh, did you know Berkshire Hathaway owned Dairy Queen? I had no idea. Um, but Aina owned. They own it. They own it. Well, no, I'm saying did no you, past tense. Like, no, I'm saying did yes. you know in the said, past that? Did I know they owned it? No, they. Yeah, I know. Me. Yes, I knew it. Yes. But when I'm saying, yes. did you know it will be owned? It's not. Yes. Did you know? yeah, okay. Anyways. Yes, and the re- here's how I know. It's because when um, Warren and Charlie give their talks in uh, Omaha every year, they literally give out like Cokes and all the branded stuff, Seize oh. candies and oh, all this other stuff. And Dairy Queen, it's like, hey, what's a blizzard? You know, it's kind of like oh, here we go. Kind of news of the Grammy and Oscar winner's latest foray into television comes just after her comes just after her major wins at the NAACP Image Awards. She won Outstanding Actress. I'm glad she took home Entertainer of the Year and won Outstanding Actress in a Motion Picture for her work as the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, in Respect. Okay. Okay. Wait. 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 Can can. Okay. Hold on. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did anyone watch the NAACP image? Like what? what they probably tuned in about 45 minutes to an hour late. If you understand, so, you okay. catch my drift. So, right, right. I, I, I'm just like, which, which, which will have or has more viewers? That NAACP image awards or CNN plus? Like they're, they're fighting. Oh my 25. God. Have you seen the stories about CNN plus? Oh my! They God. want to charge like six dollars for this shit. CNN, it's like, I mean, if it was like true, like, hey, we got correspondents everywhere. Like, we're in Ukraine and we're doing like the no, we're literally going live. People pay six dollars for you literally see this walking shit. with people. Yeah, it's like I got the GoPro on. All yeah. right, they got the uh, they got the little uh, cannons or whatever. We're shooting. Let's go. Yeah, people, it it, it would be like. <laughs> Have it be like that. What, what was I think the, there's a squatch the in these show? woods. What, 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 what was the real cop live show that PD. they did that was on TV? Yeah, live PD That's until George up. Floyd got killed, and then there was nothing that uh, they couldn't do anything. Like if they had a live PD version, but in like Ukraine or wherever it's war torn, people will pay six dollars for the equivalent of that. But people ain't paying six dollars for people just yelling at each other over over. Yeah, people bullshit, are paying six dollars to to see it like. Oh, dude, get the best Ely barrels ever. talk about how how the Constitution is trash. Just like no, no one cares. No, well, who the like, fuck is What's her name? Simone. Other than media. What's the Kamala Harris's uh, press? Her former press agent, Simone Sanders, who's quitting? Who's oh, quitting? No, but she's going like, to have her who's, own who's thing leaving? on MSNBC. Right. Yeah. You, you want to like, know who's why? Turn in she that couldn't bullshit. get the fuck away from. 
But she, the reason why is because she couldn't away, couldn't get the fuck away from Kamala Harris, who who seriously, um, Selena, you, whatever. Russia like, is a big Veep, Veep is too generous. Veep is too generous, like an overlay of what Kamala Harris as a vice president is. She is well. What was the thing? Ukraine. Nothing. Ukraine is a country in Europe. Russia is a bigger country. That quote that came yeah. out. Oh my god. I, I mean, there's an extent. Yeah, but but I mean that was also. I'll give her the credit for saying, "What would you tell the people who don't? What would you tell kids who don't really understand what's going on?" Oh, that was the question. Ukraine and the opening of it was yes, and so that was the opening of it. But that's fine. But you know what? They're going to continue doing what we're going to do. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, we. I oh, God, did you see the video today where who would have thought Lasso. would have invaded? Did, did you see, though, the video today of our president who literally the direct quote was, who would have thought that Putin would have invaded Russia? He said that today. Today. Wait, who? Today. Wait, Biden said that? Yes, yes, oh. yes, yes, <laughs> yes. This is our reality. Yes, we're, yes. We're so fucked. Three, three years, three more years, three more years of this. Well, two, two, um, two and change, two, two and ten. Okay, stop. Two, two. L- listen, listen. Listen. No, but that we the, we're gonna do what we're gonna do. That maggots. is literally that is the that is literally the Ted Lasso uh, in his one of the first ad spots when he doesn't know what relegation means. Well, you know if they're gonna have to relegate, it's gonna have to be the regular relegation. You know, do do you not know what relegation means? No, you know I don't. Maybe if you put it on the board, I'm more of a visual learner. <laughs> That's literally what that is. Um, but uh, anyway, did you well, watch good, the bullet listen, train? Good okay. for her. No, no, I didn't say anything. Oh, good for her. Um, I'm glad that Jennifer Hudson is. I, I, I would say you had a nice career. You have you have pretty much gotten on the train to D level celebrity. You know what's going on? What bullet train? No, did you see the trailer? Because I posted the article with the trailer, but it's fine. We don't have to. Oh no, I did not. Okay, it's David Lee. Do you want to play a game? Hold on, hold on, because the last one, because we like okay. to end things on the lighter side. LeBron James is the shot okay. moves from HBO to YouTube. <laughs> that is, wait, you can't say that in a professional <laughs> manner. <laughs> you cannot say that in a professional manner to make what it is, seem hang like. On, what is the? Sh- that's what is the little shop? thing where people are in a barbershop and they're just talking about like athletes, celebrities. Oh, the shop. Just, yeah. It's going from so, HBO which to means YouTube. HBO is no longer renewing it. And so he's going uh, yeah. to put it on YouTube. I guess so. Is YouTube paying him like money to say, oh, we're proud of this exclusive? Or are they just setting up an account saying, we've got these episodes. HBO doesn't want to pay us for it anymore. We're going to put it up and hopefully get some ad revenue from it. What do you think it's going to be? Uh, wait, can you repeat that? Sorry. No, yeah, no problem. Is H is YouTube paying him money for exclusive, um, for like the exclusive well, nature it, of it's it only used on YouTube to be, or it was or, on, I think it was originally this, on YouTube, and then they and then HBO oh, like picked it up. Right, but that's where hey LeBron has a channel. We're gonna put this video up. It gets a shitload of views. We monetize the channel. We're going to get ads. We'll get some revenue from it based upon all the ads. But it's my channel. I'm just 
putting it on YouTube and I'm going to make money off of it. Is he just going to what basically in a perfect world we would do if we had that number of subscribers? And it's like, uh, okay, good for him. Along I guess. with, you know, he's pretty much red letter media basically at this point. I mean, red letter media is legendary. Um, well, true. I'm just saying cool. they're just going to get very subscribers cool. and put stuff. Yes. Very cool. <laughs> exactly. I miss those guys. I mean, they're still doing stuff. I mean, they still. No, 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 no. I miss those oh, guys. The nerd, ge- the, nerd yeah, nerd crew. That's what it, I was about nerd, to call them, the geek show. Nerd yeah, crew. nerd crew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. What's this game? Okay. So let me do something here. I need you to throw me the. Um, I need you to throw it to me so I can share sound. Can you uh, make okay. me a host. All right. Okay. 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 So. Okay. Audio settings. How do I share sound here? I knew there's a way to do it. How do I make you host? Um, can you right click on me and go to participate? Okay, I got it, got it, got it. Got it. In, in the, uh, I got yeah. it, change host, I got it. Thank you very much. One second here. So while you're pull, while you're doing that, I started playing Dark Souls this weekend. Yes. Beat the fourth and fifth Talk boss. To me. Fourth boss, four tries. Fifth boss, two tries. I am happy that I can. It is deep, but it is deep in a way that is. Uh, it is crazy how deep the game is in a way where like it is something a game that is not like this five hundred million dollar game, but you get that level of satisfaction as like they put all these resources into this game. I mean, it is fantastic um difficult it's not easy uh yeah i mean it is it is a difficult game um literally like i'm not gonna lie there were times where i was getting frustrated but man when you get a hang of it and you know when to attack where these openings are like you feel so it is the level of gratification you feel whenever you take out maybe a tough mini boss or you take out the boss and the I mean, what the longest one I had was 16 tries attempts. It was just, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, but it's good though. But the level of depth in it, like the things you can upgrade, but it's great because as long as you, I mean, I've been working off of a guide to take me through because it doesn't feel like cheating because it's literally like, you still got to fight these people. You still got to win. You just kind of know where to go. But uh, like how you upgrade things, um it's very just like okay like you have these materials just know when you upgrade this you can't get these materials back so just be smart but it's all about it caters to your play style like just upgrade what you like to do so for me i like having my shield with i'm a knight which is seen as the easiest class because you you can basically ride the starting armor throughout the whole game because everything scales with your stats which is great like it's all about upgrading your stats um but it is I see why people love those games. I definitely see. So I will, once I beat this, I'm probably going to get Elden Ring to see what that's like because they say Elden Ring is most similar to Dark Souls 3. So. Okay. It's. 
it's it's pretty awesome so here is so here's the game so okay. when ann and i were driving back we were talking about certain songs and ann did not know um a few songs that i was shocked by and it got us on a conversation and we were talking about there were eight there have been eight songs okay in the history of top um you know billboard right okay that have topped number one mm -hmm. in the traditional rock and roll area era that so are like foreign from the language. 50s oh okay yes that are foreign language i feel like i can name two of them can already can you name okay so don't um, look at the screen I'm, okay so uh go ahead sukiyaki very good and, and i will play let me see if i can play it 99 99 love balloons incorrect that oh, is okay. not correct oh um macarena uh, macarena is despacito is despacito technically a foreign language Despacito, Despacito's one. So hang on, here is Sukiyaki. You hear that? Yeah. So yeah, that, that was 1963. So Japanese song. I have three of the eight. Three of the eight, right, right. You have... So ironically enough, I played this for Anne. I said, yeah, Despacito is really big. There's a Justin Bieber version, you know. Have you heard this? And I played it the first three minutes of the song. She's like, yeah, I've never heard this before. I'm like, how's that How's that possible? She's heard it. How? How is it How is it possible? It's not, because she, she's heard where it. Wasn't, where the fuck wasn't this song? In it was everywhere. She's heard it before. Okay, so you I can played her it. three minutes. She did not recognize it. Okay, and then we said um, yes. We said the Macarena, which I was really big in 1996. It hit, and you know, weirdly enough, it 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 became so big and so annoying that they did it at the 1996 Democratic National Convention. I had heard it initially oh in the beginning of 1995 when me and your mom were on our honeymoon cruise because it got big. It sort of hit big in the islands before it got to America and they played it on the cruise ship. So, so there are five more. Okay. I just made it smaller so I can't see it. Okay. So there are five yes. more. Okay. Foreign there language. Are five more. Foreign language. Number and one, one was a, one was a, here's a hint. It, one was probably one best song in the 80s and it was a remake of a song for, it was a, it was a cover of a song from the 60s um and it surrounded a musical act who, who here's a hint died in a plane crash in 1987 ba <laughs> very good yeah the los lobos though the first richie Valens version didn't hit Los Lobos version one at number one. But yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips hadn't done anything, I think, frankly, of note. What's he done since then? Did he do anything? I, no I mean, he's done everything, but he sort of was, was like someone. So there are two more. I mean, two more. We've only named um, four. I'm sorry, three more. No, you've named. Oh, yes, you've only named four. So there are four more. So okay. one is a song you know from a year sooner, German, but it's not. 99 Luft Balloons. It's not 99 Luft Balloons. Um, here's a hint. 
it is it makes a reference to a best picture winner mm. a specific uh character there's literally the title in the song was a movie that won best picture and specific reference to that character have i, have I like seen it was the, have i seen the movie that that is one best picture you probably have yes i think you have did you ever see animal house yeah i saw animal house you know who pinto you know remember pinto the one who sleeps with the 13 year old daughter of the oh yeah mayor yeah yeah do you remember that actor uh, no. You don't. Okay, okay. He was in it and played this character. Oh, German oh okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you come as rock me, rock me Amadeus. I, rock me Amadeus is number one. That's a forest. <laughs> he said rock me Amadeus, but he speaks it all in German outside of rock me Amadeus. But he does it all in German. It's, oh it's just a terrible Falco's the worst. <laughs> well, he sucks. Like, remember Adventureland? <laughs> they always dance to Amadeus and Jesse Eisenberg's character is like, why? I want to like claw my eyes out. Or, yeah. Um, okay, so you three got more. three more. One is from, that I had no clue of. One was from uh, 2020. And it's a style of music that we, I could make reference to what it is. It would probably give it away. Yeah, I'd say it's a boy band, but there oh, seems to be something with dozens BTS. of members. Some, something to be beat. Something with BTS. I don't know the name of the song. Life goes on. Whatever hit number one two years ago in 2020. He's basically sure, he's asking, I've... what are the eight foreign language songs that have hit the number one in the U.S. Billboard? I feel like BTS has hit a lot of ones. In the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, it only has one. U.S. number one, not yeah. BTS tw- it 2020 might have charted, but so now this what? one there's hit number more. one. So there's two more now. There's two more. So here's so one you probably won't get them. One was literally a month after Sukiyaki, or two months after Sukiyaki. Um, there was a movie that came out in probably 1965 starring Debbie Reynolds about this singer, and is not a well-known movie. You can't tell me the um, singer. Though my mom, um, give it, give it, away, it, it, it would give it away. Um, I will say this. The singer is Belgian, but and it's a lady, but she speaks in French. <laughs> You're not going to get it. It became famous. It became number one right after the Kennedy assassination because DJs on the radio wanted to play something that was kind of uplifting. Because, you know, December, December 63, folks are kind of down. You know, Kenny getting shot. You know, wasn't the happiest of times. Exactly. The singing nun. That's what it's called. And, that that no, the song is called Domin- Dominique. Okay. Um, you know, after Saint Dominic, but the, the, this 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 lovely charismatic lady who you might see a picture of, um, um, she 
was a nun until like probably 1967 and she got out and pretty much I think just punted on Catholicism generally. And then finally, the last one is most known probably to folks my age because Chrysler named a car after it. And typically it's got Ricardo Montalban in the car talking about wonderful Corinthian leather. <laughs> okay. Volare. 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 It was, it's, it's actually called a now blue depicto de blue. You like my Italian? Anyway. There's the title of the song. But it's known as Volari because Chrysler after this decided in the late 70s where their cars were complete shit in a sandwich, they would name a car the Chrysler Volare because they thought that that would really like sell a lot of cars. Anyway, you did good. You got what, four? Kind of, sort of. Yeah, I mean, four. Yeah, I got yeah, four. I, I mean, I, I, well, I got Despacito. I got um, Macarena. I got uh, Sukiyaki. I got, I didn't really get Amadeus. Um, you didn't get Amadeus. I would have I mean, you gave me the hints and I got I was, it. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I would have gotten, I would not have gotten uh, La Bamba. Even though I remember that was that was really popular when that movie came out. That movie was a pretty big hit when it came out in 87. I did not know that song hit number one because I thought Richie Valens song would hit number one. But no, the Richie Valens song didn't. It was probably top 10. I'd have never gotten fucking BTS. Are you kidding me? I mean, I know of BTS. The biggest way I know of BTS is because I was sitting, I was in West Palm Beach sitting at the art house. I was over there for work and I was sitting next to some girl. And, and I guess BTS, K-pop was growing. So this might've been 2019, 18, 19 or something like that, well before COVID. And the girl has like teenage daughters mm. who are probably 13 or 14. Um, and she was like, yeah, loves BTS. And this, and they're so into it and this and talking about how, oh my God, it's all this and all that. And I showed her the, the, um, the sketch from... Uh, I showed her the sketch from Saturday Night Live of the kids from Michigan State that what's the oh yeah what, what's, what's the J-pop <laughs> America fun time now? I said, I, I, are they, they sort of like is that kind of becoming then? Yeah. And she yeah. had she was not familiar with the sketch, but I showed her the sketch and she started she almost spit take. She's like, yeah, that's kind of where they're at right now. I'm like, holy shit! So that was that was for real that bit. Anyway, Valari that was like 1958. You had yeah. Singanon, Dominique, and Sukiyaki, both 63, Falco, 86. Yeah, I know Sukiyaki. Yep. What was the BTS song? Uh, what was the name of the BTS song? Life Goes On. Life Goes On. Sure. <clears throat> Never heard of it. Is she familiar? Are you familiar? You'd have to start singing it for me to like pick it up. Sorry, I couldn't do. <laughs> I, hey, here's here's the deal. If you type it in, it's got 436 million views on YouTube. So a couple people watched it. Oh no! Oh, you know what? Uh, Gangnam Style. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Gang and, ga and Gangnam, Gangnam Style's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That was crazy. You literally said Gangnam Style, and like he said it at the same time. Oh really? Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, I figured I'd play a game with you. I, 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 Blackpink killed his love. 
I mean, I'm guessing it didn't hit number one. Is that a foreign song? Yeah, I'm Korean. Oh, yeah. I mean, it didn't hit number one in the U.S. But... Got hit number one in the U.S. I mean, Lil Nas is taking over the charts with uh... all those industry baby remixes. You got to listen to industry, industry ET and industry beat it. Yeah, ET is better, but beat it is, is he? Is he playing the remix game where it's like, if we can just remix the song a little bit? No, enough, he didn't like, I remember... do those remixes. That was some other guy remixed them. It was just some random guy who mixed his two songs together. He did the remixing for Old Town Road so he could break the record, basically. But right, he didn't remix Industry Baby. Industry Baby was some other guy who just mixes songs and mixed those together. Well, e. I was Katie listening Perry, to some Industry Baby by. To- well, I was listening to some podcasts that talked about how Jennifer Lopez sort of was the first one to fuck with remixes, basically. Because what was the song she did with Ja Rule that hit like in Because I'm real. No, I'm real. I'm is, real. Right. Is that, is that her? Yeah. Yeah, I'm real. Is, is that is Jennifer Lopez? What about and murder. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, but she fucked with the remixes because. Basically, if you listen to the song I'm Real mm. before it was remixed, it sounds nothing like not even close to the same song. It's very upbeat, super poppy, whatever. And then they say, yep, here's the I'm Real remix. And then I think they did one little sort of spin on that remix just to give it a little more juice. But it's like, yeah, she's the one that sort of like caused Billboard to change all their rules because of all her remix playing games and stuff with it i'm so glad that i don't look at charts anymore because of all the way that people do these remixes at the last minute to sell enough stuff to get number one but yeah i mean old town wrote what 19 weeks number one so i can't imagine that i mean anyway thank thanks for playing alex yeah i thought it was gonna be a little (laughs) i thought it was gonna be something else i don't know because you just said sound so i'm like no why i I, I no 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 I I have one that's um I have a real good one that uh you could chew on but don't do any homework on it was do, oh uh, Hoop Collective did a trivia did you listen to it no they basically said every team every NBA team has a person who scored the most points in a game for that team okay S- six of them are active players okay, okay. do you know the six who can you I, I mean, I, I remember listening. I would have never gotten it. Do, can you name the six that are active? But do you know the, si- all, do you know the six now playing? so that when I say them, would you be like, yeah, that's one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So there are six. I'm going to say Steph Curry. Incorrect. Hmm. LeBron James. Yes. Okay. What's the guess? The, there are, you have to guess who, there are six current players. There are six players active right now playing who hold the record for the most points scored in the game for for certain teams. The team they were playing with at that point in time, but at they're still active. Time, yeah. yeah. So LeBron has the one for the Cavs. So I'm a, yeah, but I'm he's still say, playing. Yeah, LeBron for the Cavs. Okay, so LeBron for the Cavs. I thought he had the one for the Heat too, but I guess not. Um, so LeBron he does. For the Cavs. He does. Oh, yeah, okay. He does. So LeBron, uh, what, does Ja have one now? For Memphis, he just he yeah. just. I'm guessing that's why they did. It. I'm guessing that's why they did. Correct. That. So, Correct. Ja LeBron. 
Oh wait, yeah, no, it wouldn't be uh, Steph because it'd be Clay. No. Yeah. Oh, it's not Clay. No. Clay, no. Okay. You're you're, free, you're forgetting. You well, have to oh, think Will backwards. Chamberlain because Will Chamberlain was part yes. of the Warriors. Oh, that's so, that's yeah, so stupid. I mean, that's so dumb. Because right, yeah, yeah, he probably had like seventy-seven in a game or something. Exactly. And like like so three stupid. times in a week, he probably had seventy points in the game. Uh, Trey Young. So yeah, it's no Neek. That that that's gonna get broken. Um. So there's three. So check that. So there's three teams left because the Heat and Cavs were two. Oh, because it was teams. Okay. So there were six teams. Okay. Right. So there's three teams left. Durant. No. Somebody for the Supersonics probably had a crazy game. If they're counting that with the Thunder. Um, I wonder if one of them is like one of these guys that averaged nine points a game and had like 51 in a game. I forget that guy's name. So, Terrence, so there's, whatever. there's a guy, there's a guy that you think, hang on. There's a guy that you would think is like that, but it's actually not. Okay. But, uh, Devin Booker. Yep. Yeah, because he had seventy. Very good. He had seventy for the Suns in a loss. Um, so, so two more. So two there's more. two more. Yep. Okay. Um, trying to think. I'm just trying to think of all the teams. Harden. James Harden. No. No. Ah, I would have thought he would have had like a sixty point game with the Rockets or something. But okay. Um. Yeah, Will Will literally played for the Philadelphia team. The Philadelphia Warriors. Was the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. because now then he had seventy eight. He had seventy eight once. He had seventy three <laughs> twice. Yeah, he had seventy two once. It's like insane. Um, so, but Booker, right? Booker had seventy. So, right, correct. Yeah. Uh, Giannis isn't one. I know he had fifty whatever for the Bucks, but I would think. One of those like Sydney Moncrief no. teams. Oh no, 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 Kareem no, 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 probably no, no, no. had no. like or, or Kareem. Yeah, Kareem, Kareem or Oscar probably had. Oh no, wait, wait, no, 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 no. There, there are. Hang on, there are three more. My bad. There's there are three, three more. more. Okay. Um. Currently active. Yeah. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. That's correct. Wow, no, 60. that's correct. He had well, 60, no, 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 60. no, no, no. He's correct because he he shares it with um, Agent Zero. They both had sixty. Oh, Gil, he shares it with Gil's one. Okay. Nice yep, job, yep, babe. But that's correct. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Two more. Um, two more. Two more. Nobody for Detroit uh, that much. Think, think out west. Think out west is one of them. Um, I, I can tell you if you want to do it. Well, I'm just thinking He's like currently, act, currently active all-star player. Like, 
and scores a shitload of points generally. Uh, it's not Chris Paul. Nope. It's not Paul George. Nope. Ready? Oh, yeah. oh no, hold on. Hold on. Out yeah. West. I'm just thinking of the teams because I'm thinking of like Clippers, Lakers, Suns, Kings. Um, is that Luca? No. I said out West. I mean, it's West. part of the Western Conference. Um, all right, all right. Uh, oh, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. It's got to yes. be Lillard. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So one more. One more. One more. And frankly, Raven picked the team. Can you name the player? Raven picked the team. She just said a team. Raven, what was the team you just said? <laughs> oh, what? DeRozan? No. For Kyle Lowry. No. For Toronto? Yes. Vince Carter retired. Um Okay, hold on, hold on. Toronto. You know what I think it is? I think it's I think it's players that are still active. No, it's players that are still active but still playing for their team because there's other players that are active. So these are players for the team. But it's Toronto, 100%. He's still playing for uh, Toronto? Dame had six. Yep, he's still playing for Toronto. Dame had 61. Booker had 70. Because Mello had 62 with the not Knicks. not DeRozan or Who's? Oh, no, no, shit. No, 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 dude, 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 shit. It's no, no, no. There's two more. Fuck. It's six players. I'm sorry. It's six players. The leading score for the Bucks is Michael Red. Michael Red at 57 and one. Okay. Game. It is. It is active players still playing with their current team, and there were six. So the six you named were. I'm sorry. The, the ones you've named so far were, Beal, Beal, Dame, um, Booker, LeBron. No, 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 no. No, current still playing for their team. Still playing for their team. So Beal, Dame, Dame, Booker, LeBron, Booker. There, no, 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 oh, no, no. So no. You have to still play for the team you broke it for because it's so the I still Lakers. Three players. You have three players left. One is Toronto. Another is another roughly northern team, and then another one is not one you would associate is tied with someone who's an NBA legend in a single single game is Westbrook one of them no no one isn't they're all listen they are all north of the Mason Dixon line and one's in Toronto I must have just like a huge blind spot for Toronto then because I I have no okay so I'll tell it to you. It's Fred Van Vliet had 54 in a game. Oh, I would have never gotten that. Like, I, I wouldn't have gotten it. I mean, I believe it. I would have never gotten other two, it. The other two is uh, Carl Anthony Towns at 56. I was going to say Towns. I, 
Yeah. That was probably going to be – I was probably and the other one away from Towns. J- Jason Tatum at 60, and he's tied with Larry Bird for the Celtics. Oh, wow. Didn't Larry Bird have 60 yeah. in like three quarters, though? I know 60 is still knows? 60, but – Okay, wow. That was good. All right. Anyway. And yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't I have – I screwed up. They're still I playing probably, for the current – I probably would have gotten Towns, but I wouldn't. Van Vliet, I'd have never gotten. I would have never gotten. If I would have like ticked off the teams. Yeah, I would have never gotten Van Vliet. Yeah, I I vaguely remember him getting sixty, but I wouldn't. I remember Mikhail at fifty-six, and Bird passed him not long after. But yeah, that was the one where Mikhail sat down. He's like, "You better stay in because I'm going to break." That was that the game when he had sixty when the Hawks players are all on the bench, like when Larry's hitting every shot. And the Hawks <laughs> players were just like, yeah, maybe. They're just right. They're, they're they were falling. literally Tree Rollins is like, yeah, yeah, I know. It's like Cliff Levingston's like falling off a chair. And that boy, yeah. bad. I forget. <laughs> they're all leaning. Here. They're all leaning to the side. They're like, <laughs> the thing, and like, I remember so many people. So many people were like, yeah, look at those bench reactions. Like they never did that back in the day. It's like, yes, they did. Like, yes, they did. Go watch that game. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Because there was one where he caught a long pass. He literally caught a long pass, uh, like, running out of bounds, and he just went like this. And he missed it, but it literally missed, like, just because it hit the far edge. It was a little too strong on the far edge of the rim, so it bounced back. And they were still just like, yo, like, this is – this is n- no, 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 no. <laughs> so, but, yeah. But anyways. Anyway, okay. I don't know if en- you had anything. Enough trivia for y'all. So, no, I have nothing else. That was enough. Um. What's next week? Next week is the last two episodes of Maisel. And then, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else really. Oh, they're releasing the last two at once? Yeah, so it's been two, two, two. It's been two every week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. And then one more season after that, they're done. Yep. Okay. But uh, if you like the pop- podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter at the all, the underscore all underscore around or on Instagram at the dot all dot around. I'll uh, talk to you later. All right, man. See you. See you.